0: Big Black Clock Podcast. Let's see what Kevin, Carl, and Dimitri have for us this week.
1: Hey guys, welcome to episode 99, the last one before the big 100. That'll be next week, in two weeks.
0: (laughs) Next week, in two weeks, (laughs) uh, or next month. (laughs) (laughs) Next week or in two two weeks. Uh,
1: I I think as as people have said on our Instagram, we're working on a bunch of... uh, different content right where uh as we talked during the last episode we went to wind up so today we wanted to go over a trip go over what we saw uh, some highlights uh, as well as maybe some purchases uh from that event and um put the table as well for the next episodes or probably most likely be interviews with a bunch of brands we saw over there um so let's start with a quick wrist check given what are you wearing this week so in line with um Wind up. I'm wearing a watch
2: I'd ordered, didn't get it before I got to wind up. But it is uh, a Tornik Rayville, uh TR660. Uh, so they come into small batches. They sell out pretty quick. Tornik Rayville is a sub-brand or second brand that was bought about 15 years ago by Bill Yao. Um, and he is um, also the owner of MK2 or Mark II. They're traditionally known for making uh, watches that are, are um modern, versions um in terms of quality but in terms of the details and how they're constructed to look just like um different mill spec or old tool watches that were part of the military and so i'd order the tornick ravel if you guys haven't heard there's an episode where i share this i think it's about uh building a collection... I don't know. We have so many episodes at this point, I can't pinpoint on it, but <laughs> maybe we'll put it in the, in the notes there. or uh, Yeah, but there was an episode I talked about, the Tornick Rayville. Interesting little watch. Uh, Tornick Rayville came because of, of of James Tornick. I think it's James Tornick. Well, his last name was Tornick. During the Buy America Act, Blampin could not sell their watches to the American military. And so um, James Tornick... Had offered to sell those watches, rebrand them with his last name Tornik, and Rayville is a play on Villeray, where Blancpain is from. So these watches do have a flair for it. It is a 200-meter water-resistant watch. It has the water uh, moisture indicator in it, uh, reading automatic in 200. Uh, feels a lot like the Blancpain, very rugged case, um, but I have the acrylic inlay, so has a little bit more of a of a reflection. So. I put it on a, on a different strap, and it is uh, really great, really enjoying it. So that's what I'm wearing this week. Uh,
1: is it a real humidity indicator, or is it just painted to look like one? It's painted
2: to look like one, because instead of, mm. of yeah, it's the same as like the Blanc-Pain, uh radiation indicator. I don't think it's actually going to re-indicate radiation. But <laughs> I, think it's a, I think it's more of a, um, a novelty. But the watch is hmm. incredibly well constructed it, and a very, very nice um, military flair. Like, very, very nice.
1: Yeah, no, I, I, they, were, they were at the show with the MK2 boot, those uh, watches, right? Uh, as well as Tornick Gravel. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. He has it there. Cool. Uh, Yudima,
0: what are you wearing this week? Um, actually, I'm wearing a new purchase that I made inspired by our trip to Windup it's um it's this watch from it's a watch from the brand called mine that we will talk about them um, a bit more in detail and uh, hopefully we'll get to chat with them soon as well it's um it's a brand that's relatively new and they're to me they're one of the standouts in the um, and at the wind up I think they're also one of the first brands that we saw them mm-hmm. uh, when we arrived there for the for the first uh, first day on Friday uh, I'm not going to talk much more about that now but uh, the watch that I bought is, it's a special edition of the Hudson um, line, which is a, a diver watch. I'm kind of showing it to you guys on camera here closer. So it's a special edition called Sangwal edition. Uh, Sangwal, it's, um, it's made for the South Korean market. It's a, uh, you, it's a YouTube watch review channel that's become very popular. And uh, they've collaborated together to make a watch specifically for, uh, to, to, for that. Um, yeah, Kev, what's up? Uh, you want to say? So
2: you wanted to. When did you buy that watch? I th- I thought I remembered when you were looking at you. you were like, oh, I want to see them in person before yes. I order. Did you like order it on the spot? Did you order when you were in New York?
0: So um, I ordered when I came back. When you came the back, why? The reason why I didn't buy it right there and then, uh, well, before was because um, I haven't seen the watch. It was it was going to be the second watch that I'm actually buying from them, and now at that point I haven't seen a single one yet. So I kind of wanted to see the quality, and obviously you know I was impressed. Uh, I'm impressed after seeing the quality, and uh, I ordered it uh, right away. I said because I get okay, so to, hold,
2: to hold the regular Hudson. So so I think what's shocking is just how fast you got it.
0: Oh, it's amazing! Uh, was I like I it was like overnight within. No, no, I got it in like two days, and it's DHL from Sweden. Uh, it's really fast. Like
1: DHL delivery is just ridiculously quick. So I agree. it was like it was, it was Prime. Now it's was, it was like click on it. Two hours later, and his door. Yeah, <laughs> but I,
2: that's why I was shocked because I remember in New York you saying, "Oh, I would have bought it in another one, but I want to see it in person because I haven't gone to Manhattan yeah. yet." And then yeah. You, yeah. like two days later, after you came back, you're like, "Oh, look what I got!" And I'm like, "When did you like? What did yeah. you get the Manhattan?" <laughs> Yeah, so it came very quickly. After
0: uh, I still didn't get the Manhattan, though. I got the Hudson. Yeah. So the Hudson is the GM, is a diver's watch. Okay, I'll describe it quickly. Uh, what I like about it, it's a bit different. It's a it has a steel bezel, and I wanted to try it out uh, to see if I like to wear like a, a diver's watch with a steel bezel. Usually, I get the black. Um, funny though, it's it's still it's a very typical of me, right? It's a steel watch with a black dial, uh, like every single other watch that I have. Uh, what I like about it is that uh, this watch, like, it's under $1,000. And you get a really high-quality finish on the case. The bracelet itself, milled clasp, a five-link, uh, even more, I think. It's a, no, sorry, it's a five-link bracelet. There's high-polished, there's brushed, it's, it, it switches between uh, high-polished and brushed surfaces. Um, there's a lot of that also on the case, right? You have sides on the, that are high polished. The rest of the case is brushed. It, the quality is fantastic. There are some micro adjustments as well. Like, bracelet is amazing. Uh, the watch is, is it's a diver's watch, 300 meter water resistance. You know, you have engraving on the crown, you have engraving on the case back. You have, uh, it's the Swiss made Ronda R150 movement. It's a the only thing I think that I mean maybe it maybe kind of helps them drive the costs down. And something I would want to ask them is, you know, they're using uh, a watch movement that has a date in it, so it's a ghost date. So you have a mm. my watch itself does not have a date window, but when you wind it, you kind of have to do two clicks right before you start winding the watch because the second click you don't see it, but it's the date. Um, so apart from that, it's it's really cool. Like the clicks on the bezel are awesome as well. Like if you can hear on the mic here, it's they pretty pronounced. It's, yeah. uh, it's it's really well done. I I really I'm really liking it.
1: Cool. Uh, and all for way. something that's really affordable, right? It's not an expensive watch. Uh,
0: no, we it's not expensive. Thousand. It's under a thousand dollars total. Mm-hmm. So I would say within nine hundred bucks. I think I paid. I was like, it was like seven fifty Canadian, plus about a hundred bucks duty. So <laughs> overall, it was yeah, I was impressed.
1: really. Am- impressed with the uh, Hudson like you but the GMT version they added at the show well the GMT version um, is a
0: new watch right and maybe we'll touch on it a bit uh, after the wrist check right uh, it, the GMT mm-hmm. version is something that they introduced during the event right we got to help yep. to hold it uh, but it, it's coming out next May it's not coming out uh, anytime soon and I wanted to it's already on the website yeah it's on the website and anybody can go and check it on the website there's I think three or four different color combinations also very cool like it's the it's same case pretty much right but a GMT movement Uh, beautiful watch honestly shape wise the way it fits it's also i forgot to mention it's a 38 millimeter case so it's extremely comfortable to wear and it's thin it's like 11 millimeters thin or thick it's easy (laughs) easy to wear very comfortable bracelet it tapers i don't know if it's 20 it looks like it's a 20 but it definitely tapers down to something like 16 or 17 so it's very versatile very dressy and the other thing finally is that the watch the box it comes with a cool leather travel pouch which i think more brands should do and i we've seen some brands at uh, at the fair they they do that in their packaging yeah it's very cool like it's a very comfortable and nice looking not doesn't take a lot of space it's a little pouch that's, that that has clasps on mm-hmm. the sides on the sides on the top uh that you can just use to transport your watches and they they also threw uh two um uh, what's it called? Uh, uh, two two different straps in the in the box, so one of them uh, the the Tropic I think straps, right? They
1: called.
2: Yeah, Tropic.
0: Of two different colors, so that's it. That's my Tropic uh, style. That's cool. Yeah,
1: yeah, exactly. Yeah. Perfect. Uh, so for me this week, I'm wearing also a brand new watches. Well, it brand new to me. It's a used watch. <laughs> uh got it in New York. We're gonna talk about that in a second, but it's uh, an IWC Spitfire. Uh, so it's the 39 millimeter. So uh, the reference number is IW 326801. So it's, I would say, "quote unquote" the standard version, right? There's always they they have a bunch of different color scheme uh, IWC. They all have names, but that's the normal pilot's automatic Spitfire. So the Spitfire is on, is in red. Uh, all the um, numerals are in white. At 12, uh, it's the darkest yellow. Uh, same thing with the ends. Um, so for me, it's the ultimate field watch. I know Kevin always like to remind me that's a pilot for uh, IWC, uh, but for me, it really checks all the the boxes for a really beautiful uh, field watch slash pilot. Maybe uh, I'll, I'll just give it pilot a second position, field watch as, as a first. Uh, we saw that not, that not watch that IWC's
2: will... position matters, right? It's your
1: opinion yes a hundred percent no makes sense no facts only my opinions (laughs) Perfect. (laughs) idbc they don't know what they're talking about um so we saw that watch the exact same model um i think multiple occasions when we were at our ad here in montreal and every time i was wearing it i was like god damn that's like the grail for that type of design that type of sizing and everything for me um and we 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 know during a couple last episode that my Bell and Ross uh, BR05 didn't really stick with me, right? So I was trying to look for alternative. It wasn't selling really well on Chrome 24, it was a bit maybe too out there as a design, right, since it was limited edition Rolloom. Uh so I contacted a bunch of uh you know those places that trade watches like uh Cron and Caliber, uh Watch Finders and Co. Uh, and I think one other I forgot. Um, and, you know, they you send pictures, they send information, they send you a pre-approval pricing if you want. So something that they'll think it's going to be worth, they just still need to inspect the watch. So uh, going back and forth with um, Watchfinder uh, and co um, figure out that they have an office in New York City. And it was, that was weeks before our trip. So I decided to ship them my Bell & Ross over there and to trade it in watch for watch for the IWC. So I lost a couple of bucks on that Bell & Ross, but you know, it didn't stick and the market wasn't there to reselling it. And I was looking at all the Bell & Ross and overall Bell & Ross, you don't make money out of those. <laughs> so um, during our trip, we had to stop uh, first, first day, right? It was on Friday morning uh, at the Watchfighter & Co. offices that happens to be also the Richmond uh, office uh, for North America. So something we learned, uh, I learned during those transactions is uh, Watchfighter & Co. is owned by Richmond Group. And it's their the used watch division pretty much. Uh, so something that was cool too is since IWC is Richemont, they extended my like um, original warranty for another year uh, over the original one. It was still at some months on, on the original one, but it extended for a full year since it's a Richemont-owned business and their um, service center is literally just a Richmond Group service center for North America. Um, so yeah, that's what I'm wearing this week. So do we go over the trip? First thing that happened that was really interesting is we packed all all three people's stuff into my car. My I have a Mini Cooper, <laughs> so that much space. We packed everything. We drive, I don't know, two, three kilometers a mile top to the highway. As soon as I got onto the highway, I hit a pothole. And within like five minutes after that, I was like, hmm, the car is pulling right. Uh, it's probably because Dima and Kevin's on the right side of the car I'm just not used to it. As I say that, like you know, uh, to everyone, the just the TPMS light, so tire pressure monitoring system, like goes on, and the car is really pulling right, and it's starting to sound like I have a flat. So we had to stop to the uh, mini dealership. Uh, uh, at least it was really nearby when that flat happened. Uh, but they didn't have a tire um, with them for that car, for my car at least. So Dima had to take a Uber go get back his car but come back to dealership pick us up swap everything from my mini to his bmw and then left so we we left Montreal like what 2 3 hours later than we were supposed to <laughs> uh,
0: yeah, right? I, yeah i think it was about that <laughs> and uh, in the process i managed so was to, a... be able, to be able to get my new phone that uh, i've ordered that uh, got delivered to the to the fedex location like as, after i already have left my house so if we if we didn't Let's say I have an issue with your car, then I would have not been able to pick up my phone, which I did because of uh, of the swap, and ended up. Uh, yeah, yeah you know, but yeah, so we we also had
1: to, yeah, we also had to stop again to your place, drop all your like stuff that was in your trunk. Yeah. And, I know it was a, it was one one big asshole to leave just the island of Montreal. Right, huge huge start of the trip. <laughs> yeah, it was <laughs> a good at the same time like I know, yeah, yeah, and Kevin had to like manage people at the end because we we're going to um. Uh, stay with uh, families. It's given in New York, and you know there's like a full. There was a gate situation over there, so he was like, "Yeah, well, we'll be late. I'll text you when I'm I'm closer." And it was insane. It was yeah. it was a harsh start. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and I
0: remember also as we were driving, at least before we got to the border of Canada, I I got my new phone right, and I started to like frantically uh, transferring all of the documents, all of the activating the new phone right, yeah. activating all the apps just to make sure I can use it once we go over the border. So I didn't want to use the data too much there, uh, but if though it pretty much, it's the same. Uh, but I was like on the phone for like an hour, remember, as we were driving, just transferring stuff. But I mean, at least uh, for me, I think until until our arrival to New York, we didn't the trip was very smooth. We didn't really have any issues and didn't really get stuck in traffic at any point. Uh, and got to stay in a very well, cool. Uh, area. on
1: the. Yeah, only on the island of Manhattan uh, we pretty much met so some traffic, but that's part of the I guess Manhattan yeah. island driving car situation. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. We never yeah really I got think everything went, up, like everything
2: bathroom. went well. I think uh, afterwards, you know, we were able to, you know, get reservations. We were able to make our reservations. Everything was it was quite well. Getting around was cool, and the weather was top notch. Oh, the weather was fantastic. It just we we got to spend.
0: The short amount of times that we 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 got to be able to walk a little bit in Manhattan, you know, it was, it was amazing. The weather was perfect. It was like 20 degrees all weekend. Uh, no clouds in the sky, just perfect. And we got to stay in a cool yeah. area, right, uh, right uh, near Chinatown, uh, right in fro- right across the street from where Jeffrey Epstein uh, also stayed for t- <laughs> for for a, for a short time <laughs> before he left. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Uh yes, that, that that was a cool uh a cool uh spot, um so yeah, beside the trip uh everything was uh, beside the flat on the start of the trip everything was cool and that was Thursday, um Friday morning. So at that point, no, it's, it was Thursday night. At that point, that like Demo, you figure out that I was gonna go pick up my IWC, right? Because I, I didn't told you. I only told Kevin before the trip. That's nice. That was gonna happen, right? <laughs> <laughs> Well, I was trying to make it like a as a, a surprise, you know. Yeah. I was trying to give you like you know those uh, h- puppy eyes you have when you're a kid and it's Christmas. But like for me, I was like, you, I wanted you to be happy for me. Okay, <laughs> I mean, how much of a surprise can it be
0: if I am forced to walk with you to the store, like five foot? <laughs> <laughs> At which point do you think I would have yeah, figured I'm out that uh, oh, I'm not just walking with car aimlessly to a store?
1: Well the thing we had to go to Panera store for Kevin as well right but Panera we wake up late I think it's or cold. we something happened we didn't have time to go there also we decided to walk everywhere so uh it was like a an hour and 20 minute walk to get from our place to like the watchfinder spot
0: yeah yeah it was a quite quite <laughs> was a walk it was pretty right? harsh walking all the way from Chinatown to uh, to uh, like Rockefeller Plaza or just a bit past the Rockefeller Plaza it's quite a walk but it was a great walk we I mean as we were walking, right, we hit so many famous locations, right, just unknowingly, because we didn't plan for it, but we ended up walking through, you know, Soho, Washington Square Park, and then we saw the Flatiron District, and we saw, uh, we went to Times Square at some point uh, around that time too, right, the Rockefeller, the only thing we didn't see is Trump Tower. Yeah, but I don't know if you guys are... <laughs> is that a
2: big Yeah, that's a good thing. That's a good thing, eh? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
1: uh, but, um... Yeah, so I think I've already talked about the WatchFinder stuff, but you guys, do you have anything that came out from that uh, WatchFinder stuff uh, at uh, the Richmond office? Well, it was an office, so it isn't much there, right? Other than just kind
0: of going into a conference room and talking to the the salesperson that was there at that time. Uh, but it's it's interesting, I guess. I think I'd probably let you speak more about this because m- my perception is it's not really... There isn't much of an interaction for me especially, right? Mm.
1: Yeah, uh, I was asking you because I know Kevin asked a bunch of questions, but I can tell you about my experience with them in general, right? Uh, selling my watches to them and buying something from them in the same transaction, the same deal. Um, so back in August, that was the first time I was trying to look into that. And um, by far, Watchfinder gave me the best price. Like a, a good 20% over the other ones uh, doing the same type of business, right? Carlin Calibre was almost insulting uh, what money they were giving me for the watch. Um, so I. Took the time to call them. Their uh, customer service on the phone was impeccable. I uh, really opened to talk and, you know, nothing was um, out of the question. There's a- always trying to make everything work and help you with those things. And why I'm saying that is I discovered that here in Canada, there's a watch finder in Toronto. But it's a store and it's not part of the watch finder company, right? Part of the Richmond Group. So the thing is they cannot do business here because that business doesn't want to sell their name to Watchfinder Global, like the big one. So the first hiccup I had was I could not ship the watch from Canada directly to them in the U.S. Uh, so I had to figure out a way to get the watch to them without being shipped from Canada because for them is gonna consider like as import and the pricing will uh, the value of the watch will have to go down because I'll pay for an import uh, fee pretty much. So with a girlfriend I plan to like do a quick date night and we Montreal to like the US border is like 45 minutes. So drove drove the uh, to across the border, went to eat somewhere and I stopped at the FedEx office, shipped the watch uh, to Dallas. Uh, not in New York. They're uh, the Richmond group uh maintenance Uh, place is in Fort Worth, right next to Dallas. So everything is there. That's their safe. Uh, They they used used to be New York, but they moved it uh, early September this year uh, to Dallas. So ship it over there and within a week, I got an email saying, hey, everything is in order with your watch. This is the price we're going to give you. And it was pretty much the same thing that he gave me as a pre-approval for the watch. Uh, So I called the the sales rep I was working with um, and make sure everything was all right plan a visit with you guys at their office. I was expecting to see a bit more because they used to have a, a showroom there. But as le- as we learned, they moved it um, to uh, what was it the um, Nordstrom, right? The um, Nordstrom. They didn't yeah. move it. They 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 have um, a store
2: in store, shop in shop.
1: Yeah. So and it was in Nordstrom, right? Yes. Within
2: Nordstrom. Yeah. Yeah. So Nordstrom is a more high end. Uh, well it, yeah, it's high end. It's There's like a no high end department like store. Yeah. Um, it's a higher end, end you know. So, but um and within it they have a section that carried up to
1: I think he had like seventy watches uh, there, he said. Seventy? Uh, he said hundred hundred and twenty five on display. Okay. I, I, I dry I marked seventy about. Yeah. So uh, misunderstood. Okay. One of us did. Maybe. That's what I'm saying. Either way, they have their stock. Well, if you took a note shop. of it, it's probably me. <laughs> yeah.
2: No, but it could um, be a note of something else I was saying. Maybe it's not 70, mm. it's 125 is my note.
1: <laughs> uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, but
0: yeah. You so, might think so it's so 70,
1: but the, actually it's 105. <laughs> that was <exactly>. a note. Exactly. <laughs> like
2: in Memento, don't trust this. It's like... Yeah, <laughs> wrong
1: note. <laughs> yeah, uh, so we didn't have the chance to see the showroom there, but uh, the transaction was pretty seamless, right? Uh, we did everything; they sent me uh, the invoice on my Watchfinder account, so everything's online. There's no transfer of paper or anything. And um, overall, I can only recommend that that thing if if you're in the US, because if you're in Canada, it's kind of a hassle to go the other side to ship your watch. Uh, but yeah, nine point five out of ten. Uh, yeah, unfortunately, <laughs> really nice
0: uh, transaction. Unfortunately, we don't have. watch finder in canada right there's another brand that does that and they they kind of mentioned quickly that uh, uh, they can't get um, the rights let's say to 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 use the same name in canada there's already a watch Mm -hmm. company called watch finder something that uh,
1: that's what
2: car was mentioning yeah Uh, yeah they're in toronto and they don't want to sell the name
1: and yeah well I I think they can. They just choose not to. (laughs) Probably (laughs) was that. I think they they can do business with people in Canada, but just don't want to deal with that. Right. Probably Uh, we'll uh, have to rename it to something else. Yeah. So, (laughs) Watchfinders with a Z at the end. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Um, They have to link Watchfinder
2: everywhere else in the world to Watchfinders. That somehow the
0: challenge, right? Or like a watch finder with a question mark, like rum burgundy. <laughs> uh, exactly. I, the only thing I could mention is that you know when they brought the watch for you to look at, uh, the Spitfire, I looked mm-hmm. at it. Uh, I thought it was like yeah, it was brand new. Like it, it felt like it was brand new. It, it, the service, yeah. the the this, this
1: condition of the watch was perfect. Yeah, but you know, I was thinking about it, and uh, it went through the Richmond Group Service Center. So chances are, if there was anything on it, it probably got polished again and stuff like that, right? Brushed in your case, yeah. <laughs> and uh, uh, Yeah, brushed, yeah.
0: yeah. I mean, not for long, right? Because now you're the owner and uh, this watch is going to be uh, yes. destroyed <laughs> in the next two weeks. You're going to go uh, field uh, test well, it, f- let's say. <laughs> Will it blend?
1: Yeah, f- 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 yeah well, f- funny enough, uh, I got another watch, so the Spitfire got a little bit more of a uh, 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 in the case not on the wrist time uh, over the last week <laughs> but we'll talk about that le- about the new watch later okay um so from from the uh fuck Richemont okay i will tell uh, you office. what i thought of rishmo <laughs> oh okay okay cool. no no go <laughs> no, first no no i'm go, looking go, at go go the first, time go. we haven't even got to wide up yet
2: <laughs> we're like a half hour in <laughs> <laughs>
1: Well, did you add anything uh, noteworthy from uh, Richmond? No. What was your... Uh... No, there was a casting couch in the
2: lobby, and it was pretty cold, so... Yes. Yeah.
1: yeah, I don't like, the, I don't <laughs> like when the I couch
2: not feel like a, it didn't feel like a watch place at all. That was the thing I took away from mm. it.
1: it. felt like a... Yeah, it was just an office. <clears throat> just an yeah. office. Could have been anything
2: there, you know? So uh, it wasn't a boutique experience at all.
1: Mm. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. So, from there, we decided to walk another billion miles and got all the way to the Altman building, right? That, that was the, that the building, right? The venue um, where we host. So, yeah, that was m- Midtown, am I right? About right. Uh, was the... Uh,
0: but I think it's a bit... Uh, more or less? A, yeah, about. It's a bit L- south, I think. Not, uh, not that I'm an expert, but I think it's 18th Street, the Altman building, uh, a little bit south of... I would say, I would say, from no, maybe I'm wrong, but for me, Midtown associates with let's say 30, yeah. 30 to
1: 40 streets. Uh, and you think mm. below that yeah. is kind of halfway. So, uh, yeah. So, so since you didn't say much about the Richmond visit, uh, Kevin, what was your first take when we got into the wind-up fair? Um, my first take. Um,
2: I liked the um the way that it was set up. Um, mm-hmm. when you arrive, someone's there to greet you, they let you sign in, you get a chance to win certain things. And then the way that the tables were kind of set up, it was very nice to 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 see the way the brands uh, had set up. However, I think that they wanted it to be this like di- directional, both both ways in terms of how you want to see the brands. Um, and on Friday was much, I think there were less people. So allow allowed us to be able to have more conversations with the brands. But I thought that the flow of traffic on Saturday was miserable. <laughs> to be honest, it was very difficult because it was like look at the watches and move on. Because people, uh, and and not from the venue, not from the the exhibitors or the organizers, but it's just that you know you want to be polite for the people waiting behind you. You don't want to sit there and start chatting up for thirty minutes. And the brand owners as well want to keep it moving as well, so people can see the brands. Um, the venue was very nice, very clean. Uh, good flow of traffic. I thought they could have looked like downstairs had a nice resting area, nice setups. So you had a bar, you could go and um, get someone in the um, assisting in the, the bathroom if there was anything that was needed. It was very clean. So it was a very nice venue, I have to say. And the marketing leading up to it was great. A lot of uh, videos on Instagram, videos online showing how the venue was being set up. I thought the tables could have been a little bit longer. Um, not for all the exhibitors, some of the exhibitors had a small table full of watches, like a lot of watches, while you had other ones that had maybe a, a table this equal size with maybe uh a few like very small number of examples and so I think that and obviously they can't they go, look, do you want the bi- two tables you want one table that's it and then I think there was even a brand that was sharing a table right I think so and uh, another brand were um uh, and
1: Oris had like a mile-long table with a billion watches because they're the main sponsor of the event. <laughs>
2: yeah, them, Zodiac as well had a lot of tables because they were a sponsor. Mm-hmm. Hans as well because they had a sponsor. And I even think that... Casio had uh, a pretty sizable table Casio, as well. Everyone we're naming were the main sponsors, right? So they obviously had um, more, say, real estate on the floor. Um, so that's what I thought about the, the venue in itself. It was well set up. Um, and um, the flow was very nice in terms of... Of traffic on Friday. I think Saturday was tougher though, because I think there were a lot of people. Uh, very, very hard to speak people. Um, it was not. Uh, it was intense, but it was great. It was just great to see so many watch uh, enthusiasts and geeks uh, out there at the same time. So, yeah, the marketing was great. I liked the the brands that were there, and it was well overdue after uh, COVID.
1: Yeah, for us it was our like second try to get there, right? Because we tried to well, we look into it during last year and it would have been difficult to get there being Canadian.
2: <laughs> yeah, I think and th- th- it was a tougher year as well for the exhibitors. They they mentioned that none of the European exhibitors uh, came or, or mm. were able to, to um, set up and, and promote, you know, so tough on that front. So it was good to see everyone back. I know Chicago wind up was also a success as well as San Francisco, if I'm not mistaken. So um, there were, so far, so good. So good year in that way, and you know, uh, just across the way was the uh, watch time uh, exhibit as well. So uh, great timing and um, a lot of fun there too.
1: Awesome, um, Yudima. Is there anything that came? Uh, any highlight from uh, I mean your Friday when you came in at wind up? Were you like happy because it was no not much colors, mainly gray stuff, or <laughs> gray stuff? Yeah. <laughs> uh, I think for me, the biggest highlight was
0: a lot of those brands that we've been talking about on our podcast. Uh, what is it? Uh, there was 50 or 60 brands total at Windup. And um, we you know, in our previous episodes we've done some research. We covered a lot of brands. we talked about their watches and uh, you know pre-ordered even some watches. I think Kevin, you had a few watches from some of the brands, right? But for me, there was still very exciting just to finally see, some of the brands in person that I have never gotten to see before, right, to actually hold the watch for them and really understand, uh, let's say, if the value of the watch as compared to what you see in the pictures. And some of the brands were huge revelations to me in terms of how well the watches are made and how reasonably they're priced. And, you know, we'll chat more in detail about it, but uh, there's some highlights for me definitely that regarding that. And I think it completely opened up my mind In terms of uh, ownership of um, an independent brand, I'm completely sold on some brands, and I'm probably going to make a few purchases in the near future.
1: Well, you 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 do have now like one main on the way, and another one that you just got, right? (laughs) Uh, Yeah, exactly. (laughs) I I just got a
0: main. Uh, It's actually my (laughs) first independent brand that I purchased, Uh, and it's it's excellent Uh, for, for for the price. It is it's it's amazing and we we also got to meet some really cool brands and uh, you know got to chat with the people so that most of the time the actual uh, founders of those companies it, in pretty much every single case they're very very nice people uh, we had a, a very open-minded It was very engaging and you know we had a lot of fun just chatting to them uh, nice to see people and, and being so enthusiastic th- about what they do
1: yeah, and a lot of people had a good laugh uh, with our podcast name as well. That oh, yeah. was fun to see, uh, you know, uh, a reaction like live, not just sending in the internet and hoping people don't cancel us. Uh, That's the other thing that <laughs> so we, it was fun uh, to see that
0: that we didn't mention. Right, yeah. is that we we actually prepared, we made sweaters with our uh, podcast logo, yes, and we wore those sweaters <laughs> yeah, at we, the event. And uh, sometimes we introduced ourselves first, but uh, in many cases, people were like, "Hey, what's Big Black Clock?" And then, you know, that kind of started the conversation <laughs> going. It was quite, quite yeah, funny.
2: Yeah. I, I, some of them I, got it. Yeah, I think it was Some c- of them didn't. I was like, really? It's like, oh, I get it. There was a lot of that. <laughs> I mean, we've met yeah, a lot of okay, people from know, everywhere in the world, so uh, <laughs> not everybody probably
1: has the same stupid sense of humor as we do. <laughs> <laughs> or just being as perverse. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it was funny. We were walking around and we looked like we were part of a cult. Uh, <laughs> cult, uh, and eh? it was funny we're at the yeah we yeah, were at the table and like uh, like a brand a table or two down the the line kind of reporting at us right it was like who are those guys uh we even at we were at watch time <laughs> someone from the public yeah <laughs> uh, so, someone like bad. from the public came to yeah <laughs> someone from the public came to see us like it was b and it is like are you guys journalists I was like, "Oh God, uh, maybe I don't think so." Let's who's me explain asking? what we're doing. And you should have been like, "What's a asking? journalist?" <laughs> journalist. <Yeah. laughs> but yeah, no, cool. And we had like those uh, square business cards that DiMa you did as well. That was really cool. Uh, small giveaways when we were talking to people. So that was brilliant. Yeah, that was really good. That- yeah, th- that was brilliant. For me, s- something I was, uh, like, a big highlight of the event is we started to do the event counterclockwise, so we started at the right when you get in, to go left at the end, and the first two tables were the brand, would, both of them impressed me the most. <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> it was like Fortis and Main, right?
0: No, it Main. was uh, it was Monta, Monta and Main, the first ones.
1: Uh, uh, Monta, right. Monta. F- yeah. Fortis we My went uh, um, the second day, I think,
0: which were equally, if not more impressive. I mean... for me specifically it's not the
2: same another another price bracket though no the same price bracket I agree but they make very high quality watches I think you know their Ocean King rivals Tudor Black Bay 58 you know it's almost in the same price bracket but it's the quality is just a whole other level right so and I think that's where they want to compete in and um, if you go online most of the videos are comparing it to Tudor's Comparing it to Oris, isn't it? because it's just that high level of quality. They've patented their bracelets. They've patented... Um, um, what was it as well? I think it was their... There was the bracelets and then there was something else that they had also patented. Oh yeah, the bezel. Their bezel actually is patented as well. They produce incredibly high quality watches. And What I love about Monta, as opposed to Mayan, as opposed to some of the brands that we saw, um, is that they're... Watches are modern in design. That's kind of their their It's like, oh, now we're going to create a modern looking watch. Which, which you know, so I took some notes here about the takeaways from Wind Up and that those are the brands that impressed you most, Carl. To me, one of the things, vintage is still going strong. That's one of the takeaways I had. Looking at Mayen, Laurier, Nevada, Baltic, Cert, uh, Vertex, Serica. V vintage is still. Yep, uh, going strong in the in the independent where People love vintage, and then, you know what? I missed a lot of brands, so I'm sure. But that, <laughs> I'm sure that's one of my more, takeaways, yeah. like one of my highlights, or them like wow, that was an observation. I think vintage is still is still a, a going very strong, um, but there's brands that do things modern, such as Monta, and the other one that I really loved was Formax. So their watches are 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 not trying to be vintage. They're like, no, we're going to make modern looking watches. So. Yeah so that was what, one of my, fir- my my takeaways there that uh, my my observations based on what you just said there Carl yeah
0: and you know just to add to what you just said Karen, um Manta and Formex were probably to me like maybe some of the most impressive brands that I've seen at the wind up and 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 and, and and I'm not saying in the sense that they're just better than anything any, any other brand is that how I went from kind of not really looking at those brands too much in detail to uh, after you know chatting with the owners and seeing the watches in person or in watch uh those brands c- completely skyrocketing in my mind uh, in terms of where yeah. they stand and i I seriously started looking at the Formex essence legera, which is like carbon' is ridiculous cushion yeah. case like it's it's and cost rated right It's just absolutely ridiculous uh, watches that if they have, have straps
2: that have clasps oh, that are micro adjustable. That's not even a bracelet. It's a strap. It's,
0: it's nonsense. Like they have patents, right? They have patents yeah. on the cushion yeah. case. They have patents on those probably uh, uh, straps. They also have the patent on the, the bezel that takes that you can take off and replace with something else. Yeah. with just a you simple just click. Push it up. It's yeah. insane. And then Monta, which was, I think, the first, absolute first brand that we saw at the show. Uh, like as soon as I got to their table and I put on that new watch that's coming out, it's Monta Noble uh, Pink, I don't yeah. know you guys have seen it. It's only coming mm-hmm. out in January. Yeah. It's yeah, they unbelievable it how well it's built. It's uh, yeah. it's it's already on the website. You can pre-order. It's insane. Like it's.
2: I was yeah. I have i. I love that noble in the blue, and I never went for it because yes. I think that my Grand Seiko is very similar in terms of the the space fills my box, but I I think that Noble is and I've shared it on the podcast uh, the qualities and undeniable is go everywhere do everything 150 meters of water resistance yeah
0: it's like it's just, i mean it's a little larger than my explorer but goddamn it's it's almost up there in terms of quality it's
2: comparable right <laughs> any other yeah, um, other highlights uh, one that i had as well i noticed yep go for it. um it was also i thought the i think the, it's not the year but Let's say there's a lot of GMTs coming out. You know, I think I don't know if it was when Rolex came out with that Destro, but and Seiko with that that uh, that GMT with the six, in the with the five. four series movement, yeah. But you know, you see a lot of GMTs being offered this year, and maybe it's because a lot of the brands that we observed came out in the last couple of years, and I think it's the natural iteration. You start with a diver, or you start with a uh everything uh explorer type watch you know a field watch then a chronograph and then like the GMT comes after it's like the next you know what i mean like in 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 uh, complications uh so a lot of, i thought a lot of GMTs came out this year a very impressive ones sarica finally came out with the GMT Mayan had their oh GMT a yeah. um, lot of GMTs were presented um jack mason i saw they had a nice GMT um so I think that
1: Formex right Formex had their also. GMT reef on GMT, the reef
2: yeah. right so a lot of GMTs uh released during the the weekend uh I was really like uh, impressed by that and I I thought that was the, that was another observation I had and also uh, not only this year but we saw Laurier in the recent time release their GMT Manta has their uh GMT as well Notice finally released their GMT and it was the first observation that we saw the GMT uh, movement from Seiko being used in an independent brand. So that I think that notice GMT was something like $500. And, and, and I think you reacted, Dimitri, when when you tried it on, I was like, this thing's like $500. Bucks, and you were like, what? Because <laughs> the quality was yeah. really there in <laughs> yeah. notice as well from Weston Collins. Uh, 100%. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: That's another brand that impressed me a lot, specifically yeah. considering the prices that, that the watches yeah. are at. Uh, yeah. y- y- they really don't feel like they're priced correctly. And, you know, it's 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 maybe it's a good <laughs> opportunity for the listeners to just go and snipe a bunch of them because, you know, like some of the brands even told us, I mean, I'm not going to name names here, but a lot of the brands, just to get into the market, they are, uh, let's say, pricing their watches very competitively, but, you right. know, they will start increasing prices on their regular releases very quickly. And if you want to get exactly. into a specific watch, you know, you got to snipe it now because you won't be able to do it f- uh, for the same price
2: in the near and future. Uh, s- and and well, what you just said, I think you know what's great about these independent brands is that you meet with the owners you meet with them and at one point you're buying from them you're not necessarily buying a watch you're like no I'm buying this brand cuz I know this brand I know what they they make I know what they're capable of that sort of thing right and then when you know like Monta it's like once you get a Monta you're like okay I know what to expect from their quality and that's kind of the ideal right so if if you if you like them and then you like something on pre-order and you've owned one of their watches from that brand you know what to expect when i think sometimes bigger brands you don't know what to expect if you're buying a Hamilton or a Tissot or Longines, you're like, oh, this new one looks nice, but is it as good? And then you actually say, oh, no, it's part of this line within it, right? And then that can give you an indicator. Yeah. I think it's um, hmm. an interesting consideration when you look at these brands, um, who you're buying from and what they carry.
1: And uh, yeah, you just. Yeah, but uh, yeah, sorry. Go ahead, Carl. I uh, was to just to, to add too, like like you're saying, you're talking to the person who's selling you the watch or like the owner of that brand or like one of the rep and it's like a, there are 50 people in that company. I'm pretty sure they're after sale and the whole experience is way better, right? Most of the watches that we buy, we need to go through an AD or go through a huge corporation if there's anything going wrong, right? With those guys like a mom and pop shop that you talk to a human who probably build your watch, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right? So, and now so they the link themselves...
2: To like people get scared of servicing, right? And mm-hmm. they link themselves like I I had an issue with uh, my Baltic. And yep. uh, was it my Baltic? I don't want to see if it wasn't. Loria, maybe I didn't. No, no, it was from. It's from but the U. K. And then they were like, "No, we're affiliated to." Gosh, I can't remember. Anyway, I had an issue, and then they're affiliated to a company that does watch servicing for a bunch of brands because they can't mm. right so like
1: a, a service center pretty much Yeah, so grand way, central right? watch
2: repair it's great it's in, based out of new york it is called grand central watch repair i'm not even kidding and then if you go to grand central watch repair you can see the brands are affiliated too and that's sorry cool, Baltic right? i don't know if it was you i'll check
0: um, and and you made me think of something else uh, but just to add to your previous point uh, right, another thing that was really that stood out to me i think in that sh- in the at, at the fair is that uh, you get such a personal experience with the, every brand because we got to chat with actual, you know, uh, founders of the company of their with their CEOs, right? And uh, pretty much in every case, they were very nice people, very en- enthusiastic about what they do. And it's 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 night and day being able to buy a product, especially if you like the product, from somebody who pretty much built the product himself or herself. Uh, very different mm-hmm. experience, I think, buying a watch from somebody that you actually have sp- spoken before than buying from a big brand. And going for right. customer service yeah. and
1: uh, yeah, and you know you, you see the persona of the, that person too and it can like, then you understand better the design, right? Yep. like the guy from Autodromo. Huge car nerd. <laughs> like I was like, so that's all is Bradley based Bradley on Price. the Lenza Delta and uh, 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 integrality is like, yes, it's a Lenza, but no, and it gives me like a super niche model, right? I was like, okay, like you're you're the biggest car nerd I've ever met, and I'm a car guy, <laughs> yeah, right, and, and that's cool. Like I think that had to the whole like design and understanding that. There were some people there. I don't remember the brand. They're right next to us. Uh, we were talking to someone else, and like two out of the three guys on that watch brand were big hunters. They like to go hunt, right? Uh, so a lot of their watches are a bit more filthy and. Uh, re- regarding like shock absorption because when you shoot a weapon and stuff like that you need that right so that was like the be- behind their design behind the justification of their spec was what their hobby <laughs> what they were doing for you know having fun yeah so that, that was also that something was super interesting besides just like twitter's like our diver goes so deep in the water you go okay cool <laughs> and actually speaking of that i think right? formix is very similar
0: uh like the current uh, CEO Rafael uh, Granito, right? Uh, we, we we got to chat with. His uh, his uh, backstory is that he's uh, he's basically an athlete. He he does all kinds of downhill skiing. He does skating, free diving, all kinds of stuff, right? And Formex watches are built to basically survive all
2: of that. Form extreme yeah. right yeah. that's the
0: exactly exactly the extreme yeah. uh, well, it says extreme mm-hmm. shape on their website form form extreme yeah. Yeah, yeah and
2: and what's great about that brand that i I enjoy and it it it's something to look at they um, same with vertex and stuff. So, it was a family brand um, and it continues to be in the family, so I think he's like third generation or second generation in that family and then he changed the logo, he's taking it in the other direction, family bone brand, fears same thing. The guy from Vertex, they opened up same family. Uh, that's nice. Other and sometimes other brands, Nevada, they were like, okay, we're gonna buy the brand and put my vision to it, and that's what he's doing. So, a lot of love for him too. But, but uh, seeing that it's all in the same family, sometimes it's it's nice. And I know that you knew Carl, you had mentioned when you got your Carl of Booker, you're like oh, it's a family owned business all the way from the start. Um, some people like that. And the other one, uh, Tony has been open; it's still a family business, I believe. And then there's other ones that so that's cool.
0: Um, Vertex is the other that you just mentioned there's another company that was yeah. really impressive with their watches uh, I would I would put them in a similar let's say niche as the Formex right like super robust
2: over engineered like high quality really really amazing but still watches. with that vintage that vintage feel right that's still that vintage look in a lot of their watches that chronograph is very vintage I think it's based on their original um, which isn't there's nothing wrong with that I'm just saying it's like a style thing right yeah and I think uh, another highlight I had from wind up as well Say, obviously it's independent brands but looking at the roster that was there looking at all the watches independence brands i find are booming we're seeing excellent quality uh independent brands i was wearing a independent brand watch i got a lot of attention in my ming and i really didn't anticipate it to get that much attention but it shows that people are uh interested in the independent market and i thought that and I was saying before, like modern watches and still vintage is still booming. But there were a lot of really unique propositions. When you look at Minasi and what they has on their dials, when you look at Anordain, what they're doing with their entire lineup, when you look at uh, bespoke watches, which is you can you can make your entire watch from scratch, and this guy's making all these different dials. Um, and then when you're looking at at um, uh, what was I looking at? Uh, Vortec that's taking pocket watches, milling a case, and keeping the movement. When you look at all these different type of of unique propositions, I think that's also really cool because a lot of them weren't copying each other. And 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 when we were speaking to the owner from Fears, uh, Mister S- uh, Nicholas uh, Bowman Scargill, and he was saying like, one, if you notice, a lot of British brands. A lot of French brands. I was impressed to see the French brands come out with Nevada and Baltic and Serica, like they're doing well. But British brands. You had Ferrer, William Wood. You had um, um, Fears. You also had I'm forgetting a, a big one too. There was a Christopher Ward. And um, then the, the Duckworth the, Prestex. Duckworth Prestex. So when you and when you look at every, all those that we just named, and Ordain, made. right from the UK, and Ordain. Yeah. So, so all of those. Po- the, what? what was it called? What's pollen. The po- pollen. Yeah. Yeah, when you look at all the brands that we just named, yeah. they're all from England and whatnot, but they're all doing something very uniquely different, and they're all kind of cheering each other on, and that's what's also great about these independent brands. So some of them, yeah, they look the same; they're coming out with the the pr- proposition. But I find that there's so many unique ideas that these independent brands are bringing, yeah. and I find that really a lot of fun rather than just getting another gray market uh, Tiso. No offense, well, sure. Tiso, but I think you know what I mean. For sure,
0: and uh, you know the other thing to say is uh, like like you said Tissot, yeah, sure. Uh, thinking of all of the lower priced watches from big brands, like all the like lower yeah. lower priced Seikos or Timexes, right, or Citizens. Uh, you know, you go to those events and you can find watches, you know, well under a thousand dollars, or watches maybe within the same price market uh, price ranges. Those citizens of Seiko that I just mentioned, where you get so much more value for that same price, because they try harder to get into the market and to stay there. So, th- you know, they, they sacrifice their own margins by giving you just a much better product, and it shows. Like as soon as you grab the watch and hold it in your hands, you can see how go- how good the quality is. And I think the other watch brand that I was really looking forward to see is what you just mentioned, uh, another English brand, Fair. Right, I, I kind of wanted to see the watches for uh, for a while. Right, uh, they look amazing on pictures, and you know they all have exhibition case backs. Uh, they are, everything is nicely done and decorated uh, rotors in the back. Uh, they honestly look as good as they are in the pictures in real life. Uh, I've held a few watches, totally sold on them. I, I think I'm gonna purchase one in the near future as well. It's just nice to own a watch like that. Uh, yeah, we should talk to them. Definitely. <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: Cool. And there's so, more, and there's more right There's now, so much we more. We haven't more. even mentioned, yet. Yeah.
2: Brew has this whole coffee thing. You know, yeah. uh, Autodromo but. is also super yeah. u- unique in what they're doing from, a, 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 a um, sorry, their uh, design perspective around cars, you know, mm-hmm. uh, and even larger brands. You look at what, like, Fortis is doing with their Stratoliner line, what may be coming mm-hmm. out in the future, LACO, what they're doing as yep. well. Um, we haven't mentioned Hanhardt of, there even know.
0: at all, right, that was there.
2: Uh, no they're you know they're yeah exactly they're they're extending on their mm. po- their pocket watch and, success or lineage you and know uh, if,
1: uh um one I, other brand they, from, from wind up we'll have a series of different uh, podcast episode about each brands or maybe some episode with multiple brands in it and we'll deep dive a bit more into those brands as well as we did in the past with bigger brands right and we even had a one was like the independent special and we each had three brands and it was one of the best episodes, I think. So we'll we'll you do know, some can, similar stuff. You could do it. You can make a game out of it. We could do an episode like build a collection only with
2: watches from Wind Up. You know, yeah. that sort of thing. Build yeah. it, you know, the, the, like this sort of, like it could be, it could be like a, for a, sure. a, a themed so episode. Yeah
1: we, yeah, we have a series of episodes coming out regarding that for sure. <laughs> yeah. uh, another um, highlight. Anything else? Yeah. On, I had a couple oh, yeah, of for, things. I've it. thought that
2: um, one of the things that I thought that um what gave us a warm welcome, believe it or not, was the fact that we speak French. So when you went to a brand that was particularly French Swiss or French and I would approach them and I could hear well, you know what, I could hear their accent. Like they could hear ours because when I started speaking French they go, Oh, you're from Canada <laughs> But uh and they said I love the accent and we're like, Yeah, it's great. Love we love your accent too. Um but it it really um um I could see some of them, like their eyes light up and not light up in a way, like they were just like, oh, and then they just, they leaned into it and then we had great exchanges to speaking in French and it was fun and they could, they could enjoy it, you know, and I know it wasn't a windup, but like look at the discussions we had with the, 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 the CEO, uh, the owner of Reservoir and he's just great yeah. and his, uh, I don't want to say anything personal. Sorry, he's studying in, here in Montreal. In Montreal, I don't know if that's too personal. I should maybe we should have said that, but he's he has family, he has an immediate family in Montreal, so he was like, and he talks about how much he loves our city, and we're like, yeah, that's great. So, you know, those kinds of connections where you can find that affinity, it's really great. And and think about it, we're we're at, you're having these kinds of connections with the owners, the people who are making this watch. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah. and then after you're like, oh yeah, I know the owner, I met him, we were chatting about this, this, this. Uh, that's a really great story to accompany. With the watch that you may eventually buy, so I thought that was really cool, as opposed mm. to 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 a a, a a rep on the phone sort of thing, right? That you may never speak mm. to, right? So I thought that was a one another thing that I thought was really cool.
0: Yeah, definitely, and I think that's a, that that was a bit of a difference uh, as compared to some some larger brands that also were present at uh, Windup, right? Like we spoke to Oris, and you know they they're a huge brand, but the, to the CEO,
2: he was the gentleman, he was the handsome gentleman with okay, the so long I missed him. brown jacket. Yeah, York. Yeah, because you were talking to the 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 bald yeah. guy. He was showing yeah. you his um yeah. his um diver sixty five that we, was were all about,
0: we were talking about. We were talking about not. That I was ta- I was looking at the app cycle, right? Because I wanted to see it in person uh, yeah. how what they do with the dial. And we talked a little bit about you know the inspiration and why they do the why they did the app cycle and the project itself. Because I uh, to me that, was, that was. I really made cool. my way
2: and I was speaking to him, and I, what I thought was really cool about Oris is that the CEO was there with them, and okay, he was yeah. talking. And I and I t- I approached him, and then I asked him. Hey, um, I heard a little rumor from someone on the table that you you want to bring back the Full Steel in the permanent collection because they came out with a limited edition. It's a 90s watch. If you look it up, it's it's really unique. Look it up. It's called the Oris Full Steel. Yeah. And uh, they're apparently going to come back to it with the permanent collection. I'm very excited about okay. that. Not cheap, so, but a very cool, very 90s. Look at the... You'll see it. It's You can't... Uh, uh, yeah, it's really, really unique so, watch. So yeah. that one I missed for sure. Uh,
0: But I, I mean, like... Uh, Fortis for example Hanhard I don't recall if they yeah. had the founders yeah, there, reps. Right? maybe yeah. Oris yeah because they're one of the, the main sponsor right they had but I, I just missed the guy uh, however and yeah, he was at
2: Watch Time as well he was there right. too right yeah. right right yeah I think his name is Jorg or Jan or Jorg I believe but he was very nice very approachable all these people love watches so much it's so cool to see that yeah yeah and that was amazing I think one brand we didn't mention that
0: was like a bit of a sleeper for us is the Bruno Zolle, uh which yeah. is a glassute brand that specializes in quartz watches, and it's it's very cool, right? Because they they and they, they go against the against the against the flow. They, they make they go to, they they, yeah. they are out of Glashütte, but they specialize in making quartz watches. But what they make is fantastic with
2: exhibition exhibition qu- case backs, and and, and, and they're linked to Laco. They yeah,
0: absolutely amazing brand, and I, I I kind of researched a little bit more about them. They also now have a mechanical watch. Uh, again, ridiculously affordable prices. And affordable, I
2: mean, as in, for their price segment. Uh, yeah, you get a glass suit watch yeah. for a aff- very affordable price, yeah. The Mecca. Yep, exactly. Which begs the question, is, um, is glass suit overrated? We did, that should be an episode, but yeah, it's often uh At
0: some point, it's probably yeah. becoming the, bra- the brand name, the word glass suit, right?
2: Exactly, yeah, exactly. Do you want to, yeah. There was that controversy with like Swiss made, but yeah.
0: Yeah, exactly. So that was very cool as well. And the Casio did a little test, uh, I think we posted on our Instagram. where uh, on the, In the second level, in the, in the basement, they they put their watch, uh, G-Shock, in a case and dropped it, to simulating, I think, a 30-foot or 30-meter drop. I think it's a 30-meter 30, 30, 30 uh, drop.
1: Which is pretty cool. Um obviously I, it didn't break. <laughs> <laughs> they're just they're just like a fistful of watches and throw them on their gun, they're yeah. stamp on them a little bit. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Look how fi- resistant.
2: <laughs> I find that um they did a really good job, you know, just you said Casio. You know, like I saw a Casio demonstration, and I find that they're doing so they've done a good job. They kind of like separated themselves from Casio in the sense of like it's G Shock oh, yeah. now. Yeah, right? I find like even when you go online, it's like go to g shockcom it. yeah, It's not exactly. Casio, and then go to find their G-Shocks, which I think you still can. But they're kind of like they've been able to like separate themselves and build this. Man, there are so many I've never real, not realized, but I follow a website called g- uh, G-Shock Central, right? Is that a uh, which is just site? like a, a blog? It's okay. yeah, <laughs> it's a bl- it's a blog. But these people like they're like when you talk about uh, uh, f- uh, following G-Shocks. Followers, it's I, I, it's unbelievable. It's crazy the yeah. the amount of the obsession that people have with G-Shocks. It's really cool and it's, it's it's a fun obsession. I really like that, but it's 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 crazy. It's like a little transformer watch to me, right? Because there's so
0: many different variations of of just oh a very God. similar watch and. I gotta say, like we didn't touch on that, but when we went to watch time as well, right? We had the We spent quite a bit of time talking to uh, the rep at uh, at the G. They were both.
2: Booth. They were both wind up. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: And you know, like they had some ridiculous watches. That that crazy, that crazy samurai inspired.
2: Yeah, watch the MRG limited. Where a family of of people who had made samurai swords actually hand etch in the symbol yeah. in the bracelet. You're there like, was some
0: sort of a uh, was a uh, Damascus let's say pattern going on on the on the on the on the case. Like it's it's yeah. just crazy. It's crazy I don't, what look, they do.
2: If I sold all my G-Shocks, so literally sold like would I get that four thousand dollars full metal square? The one that came out when you look at the level finish on that thing, it's unbelievable. Like yeah, maybe, but it's, a, it's 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 crazy. It's it, it was really nice to be able to see and hold in hand and experience those really high-end G-Shocks, they're incredible to see. And I know that it's like, ah, but they're digital watches, yeah, but there's a lot of history behind them and the finishes.
0: Yeah, it's average. an
2: interesting argument. Yeah, but it... it uh, go ahead, Carl. I, I
1: was about to say, if, at $4,000 $4, G-Shock, you know what you're paying for? $3,500 worth of metal. Yeah. <laughs> and like good call $450 worth cool of G-Shock. <laughs>
0: cool metal, there, yeah. <laughs> what I was going to say is it's an interesting argument, uh, right? A $4,000 G-Shock instead of, let's say, regular price G-Shock because I kind of like the idea of G-Shock being very affordable, right? So it's not just the indestructibility, like uh, the robustness of the watch itself, but also the fact that, you know, I don't care too much about beating the watch around. So No, you're
2: right. You're right. But I also think the fact that they make it... Oh, it's amazing. They have have a a $500 G-Shock or a $4,000 G-Shock and then people buy it, what I'm saying is that that's the fan base they have. Yeah, they no, have it's... people who are like, yeah, I'm gonna go like the Tudor, that 18 karat gold Tudor. We go, who's gonna buy that? It's like the Tudor holic that has all the Tudors. He goes, no, I want, I have that solid gold, eighteen thousand dollar Tudor. Why? Because I have it. Right. And there is that person who they made a full metal solid gold G-Shock it was like fifty k. They made a few of them, but like someone bought it. He was yeah. like, "Yeah, fuck you! I wear a full solid
0: gold Casio G-Shock." Yeah. What are you wearing? A quiet sky dweller, I have a fifty thousand dollars G-Shock. Shut up! And
2: I don't. I don't know. I really don't want to <laughs> s- stereotype. But if you go to Japan, do you have like are there executives? Are there high level, high uh, industrial like high like people walking around with very high end G-Shocks? Maybe I don't know. just it, it might be much more um, common than we think. It so. I don't. Could know.
0: be possible, right? Uh, possible. Could but, be uh, absolutely, but yeah. uh, you know, really, really, really amazing uh, time we had at uh, at uh, wind up by uh, just being at the fair for two days in a row. Just so many memories. Let's say so many companies that we got to see and chat with people it was a lot of, let's 100%. say, a lot of uh, revelations I have had
2: about different brands in the in a short period you, of time. I think that we need more of these fairs because I think it will only help with the success of the brands because I think for someone like you, Dimitri, uh, it was your tipping point, right, to experience all the brands in person and I'm, I uh, I, suppose it may be like that for a lot of people. Yeah. So this might be like the fair. So I don't know what how much it costs a brand to say I'm going to go and do my exhibition there but if brands are listening, if this is your ability or your opportunity to, to really be able to... Um, to have these exhibits and have thousands of people show up, try the watches and say, Wow, that's pushed me over the edge. Now now you have a, a backlog, you know who you're gonna buy from and you're ready to buy from them, it opens up a whole new horizon. It might be we need more of these fairs is what I'm saying uh, for independent. I agree. Brands.
0: I wish there was a one in Montreal, or maybe somewhere else in Canada, maybe in Toronto. Uh and, and you know We did Well, like it this wasn't the
2: same. No, eh? No. But what tw- it was a first try, yeah. it was like twenty brands. There's always a so, bunch no, 20, of uh, brands. There's always a bunch of you know
0: YouTubers that are watch reviewers that uh, they get those watches and they review them and they talk about them, but it's not the same. And, and I have watched all those brands as well on YouTube. It's just not the same. As soon as you actually get to, to hold the watch and look at it and you know wear it, it completely changes your mind about whether you like it or not. And, and the
2: inverse is true. These YouTubers mm-hmm. I look at now. I have trouble when it says paid promotion at the yeah, top. Yeah, that's true. And then it is just it makes me take it a little bit with a grain of salt. Like I'll need to watch ten more videos. Yeah, or at least find someone who does who's not sponsored or is like oh, I'm getting the watch for free. They yeah. send me a af- after I do this review. Yeah. So I'm like, yeah, okay, it becomes more of a sales pitch, you know, in my head, right? If it's uh, if it's paid. Well, it could be like it's good, but they're going to make it sound really good. Well, or if it's if it's something they didn't like, they're, it's not that bad. Maybe they sugarcoat it a little bit that way, yeah. you know what I mean? They're honest, but then they go, but uh, now for the negatives, there's this, this, this. But it's really not that bad if you like, they really, you know, but, I've heard that and sometimes yeah. I go, but uh, you're kind of ups- underdoing it and all oh, this is a phenomenal and maybe it's not as phenomenal as it is.
0: Yeah. And you know, Watchfinder does that a little bit, right? With the UK videos. But, you know, you watch them not for that. You watch them for the ridiculous quality of shots and the the voiceover. I, uh, exactly. Uh, yeah. But they so don't really say anything negative to about the watch either, right? Whenever they do the review.
2: Yeah. Last thing I'll say, sir, about WindUp. Everyone, all the watch owners were really friendly. I thought... For the most part, like I thought everyone was very friendly, they really wanted to talk about their brands. they're really nice, they were really kind, you know and and we were forthcoming. we came we were like, "Hey, I want to introduce myself?" We shook hands with all all of them and we 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 chatted, and they were very like, "Hey, yeah, and then they just started sharing about their brand, what they're they're into you know we're speaking to autodromo, we' never met Bradley in person, and he starts talking about you know maybe what's coming, and he and he's asking our opinion on what it, something should be and you know, oh, that don't mention it, but this is coming like totally just like that because they were just you know so open and cool about it, and I, I you know, even Mayan it shared a uh, a watcher like oh, this is a prototype, don't share it in pictures. Uh, I don't know if it was them, but it was someone else. Yeah, Mayan had one the, of them. P- yeah, well, Um yeah, but it's already out. I yeah, saw well, yeah. pictures of it online, but yeah. but there uh, was some uh, that a, like a lot that of brands.
1: Cool. Yeah, a lot of brands did uh, were really open in showing us stuff that was not out or announced yet. And but it was yeah. Right. But I think it was more than showing us; it was talking
2: about it and yeah. their inspiration behind mm-hmm. it. And they were so open about like where they want to take the brand and what they love about this. And then I, you know, fuck, that's awesome.
0: Just to add to what you were just saying, Kevin, I, I thought that they, they were so open about some of the you know some uh, some of the brands were showing prototypes that are going to become watches that are not even available yet anywhere. And not naming specific brands, but I thought that. In some cases they were so like enthusiastic about sharing that they forgot to tell you not to post it anywhere, right? So I kind of I was looking at a watch and I was trying it on, taking pictures. And I'm like, "Hey, by the way, could I could I post it?" And they're like, uh, please kind of don't do that yet because, you know, we'll be doing it ourselves in a few months." And I thought that Yeah, we asked, They were yeah. so enthusiastic about just talking about their own watches that they sometimes didn't even bother, you know, paying attention, like telling us to kind of not talk to, talk about them somewhere else.
2: Exactly. It's. Uh,
0: I think we already are approaching uh, our uh, one hour. Eh, we have to continue again. I guess.
1: Yeah, I. I. I, I think we'll have a, a quick part two just to go over watch time next time. Um, but before going over watch time, we might even have interviews lined up or different episode. Well, we'll see what we. Uh, we push out first. So the thing is, the next episode is episode one hundred.
0: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we have to. We have so, to do so, something about that. We'll, we'll figure it out. <laughs> Probably just get wasted live, uh, live on audio. Uh,
1: so, as any other podcast, that's the, uh, that's the special uncle. <laughs> yeah,
0: <laughs>
1: you know, back in my days, watches. I'm gonna go they full only came back in your, in your <laughs> days. You're like, podcast, the
0: youngest uh, here. <laughs> Oh wow! Oh my god! Back in your days, man, iPhone, <laughs> oh iPhone five already was out. You know, back in your days, when you were a boy, <laughs> a baby.
1: That's when the, when. When well, I could call you, <laughs> uh, him. <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, I think that was a, a cool uh, quick roundup of wind up. Uh, we'll, we'll go like I said. We have a series coming out. Different brands. We'll go over everything from wind up a bit more detail. And next time I'll talk about my second watch purchase from my uh trip in new york so everyone see you on the next episode 100 all right Try cheers so, if you enjoyed this episode, please reach out to us on Big Black Clock Official on Instagram or email
2: us at BigBlackClockTeam at gmail.com. Send us your pictures, corrections, ideas, insults, and let us know if there are any pieces you want us to review. With, of course, the caveat that we can afford them. As always, be good to each other, eat good food, have some good drinks. For those of you always watch shopping, happy hunting. Thanks for spending time with us, and we will see you next week.